Okay, guys, welcome back to episode 124, take two. Okay, yeah, uh, we tried recording that. Dude, we had a three-hour episode with uh, Gordon Ryan and Hodger Gracie. It was a dual episode, dual interview, and it all got corrupted. Okay, how outlandish do you want to get with it? All right, anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was. Uh, I had a whole elaborate podcast opening, and then Kate just goes. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> um, all right, so here's what's on the agenda for this episode. It's not a lot. We uh, we have a lot to talk about this week. Not a lot happening. In the uh, he's downplaying world. it. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we 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 don't have too much. Kate, uh, why don't you hit us with a couple shout outs for this week? What ooh, are the shout outs? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Man, I didn't even write down the. Yeah, shout-outs. He didn't write down. He didn't write All down right. the shout outs. No, I got it. I want to hear what people I, think about the shout outs. I want to hear people like love a the Instagram poll. Big shouts out to Lynn from Alaska, big dog. Shouts out to Adam from Florida, the homie. Yo, and shout out to. Shout out to the realist, the illest, the number one supporter, the absolute, the 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 other half of Cade Roke, Madison Mothershed. She's been waiting for a shout oh, out. She's been begging for man. it, and Cade has denied it, and I made it happen. Dude, she's been asking for a shout out since this started. And I'm like, dude, listen. Maybe one day, like maybe. This is so, Kate. Just a preface. Kate is referred the dude that Kate's referring to is actually his longtime girlfriend, Maddie. But keep continue. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> nah, dude. She's been asking me like, "Yo, give me a shout out, give me a shout out," and I'm like, "Nah, dog." Like, maybe one day, you know what I mean? If you do something cool and give me a reason to shout you out, but for now, it's just the homies getting shouted out. So yeah. anyway, shout out to Meanwhile, Lynn from Alaska. she's cooking us food right there. Yeah, the that's fine. Shout out to Lynn from Alaska. <laughs> shout out to Adam from Florida. Shout out to my boy Jay from Mass. So those are all the shout outs for today. Thank you, Jake. You got any shout outs you want to do? Besides <laughs> <Yeah>. my girlfriend? <laughs> shouting out my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm married. You know that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, shout outs to, Ra- shout outs to Rachel. We love Rachel. Yeah, Jake's um, been a simp, bro. Best for my wife, <laughs> being a simp, Dang, bro. That's, hey, man, just how it is sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? The pimp life, the pimp life is considerably <laughs> harder than the simp life. You know it. Um, no, we. I don't know. These shout outs are kind of growing on me. They're kind of funny. Alexander said he loves Alexander Williams. Uh, said he loves the shout outs. Alex so. got a shout out last week. Actually, Alex from Lakewood. That's our dog. Alex from Lakewood is our dog. He yep. came over. He comes over and he demands coffee. Our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Alexander Williams. He is. He was a groomsman at my wedding. Groomsman at my wedding. He's he a lives blue like belt, ultra heavy. Yeah, he lives like a mile from Jake. Yeah, and he he rides his bike over here sometimes with his son, who is three, and he just comes to my house and he just isn't even. He like knocks and comes in and he asks me to make him coffee. He asked me yesterday <laughs> to make him pancakes. So I'm not making you pancakes, you grown man. It's like 36 year old man, but he's so funny. Nah, and, dude, uh, yep. and he's a brother in the faith too, which is kind of cool. So. Alex will walk to Quick Trip at five in the like. He'll pass by a Circle K just to walk to Quick Trip at like five in the morning. That's you know that's really tough. yes. You didn't oh, know I didn't, that? No, I didn't. Yeah, bro. You not every day, <laughs> but like he'd be like, yeah, man. I was walking a Quick Trip this morning, and then just start talking about his his four or five a.m. journey to Quick Trip. So. Jake's, you know, Jake's apartment is just on the on the path to his uh, path. daily quick trip journey. It's just a pit stop. Yeah. Um, we'll have to have Alexander as a guest on the show. I get bet he'd love to do it. I just wonder if he'd take it seriously. 
Because if we're asking him some real actual questions about like, hey man, what's it like, you know, working like being a full-time a job and <laughs> being a crip. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> let's save the questions for for Alex, let's, bro. We can't. Yeah, we you, save the questions. For yeah, him. we can. I mean, that's my question. That's my first question, Alex. What is it like being a crip? Hey, first of all, you may think that's funny. We have we might have some listeners who uh, who are bloods. Man, what is wrong? Man, with we're you? asking for all the smoke from everybody. Crips, bloods, we do not care. That's not a good idea. I'm glad we're not putting my address on this. <laughs> <laughs> It was a horrible idea. I'll drop my address right now, bro. No, I'm not don't scared. do it. I will stalk <laughs> over it. Uh, anyway, this is a really weird tangent, but how's your week been? Oh, man, it has been pretty cool, pretty uneventful, nothing major. Just, dude, honestly, just daily. Every time I'm in the gym, bro, I see Jake, and I tell my coach, <laughs> I tell my coach every day, listen, I want the easiest round in the gym. I want Jake. I want Jake first round. I want him second round. I want him third round. <laughs> And usually for the most part, he makes that happen. But on Thursday, we're doing partial training. You know, we're doing like side control, you know, starting from side control, which is always a good time. After Jake, I do. I'm just bodying Jake the entire time. Oh my gosh. I'm going to tell the the accurate story. And and then and then it's like, all right, I already have my partner, my boy, John. John's my usually my first round of the day always. So I'm like, yeah, Jake, I got you second round, bro, for sure. And, you know, I was rolling with John. Second round pulls up, you know, right after first round, as it normally does. I look over at Jake. He looks at me like a deer in headlights, bro. His eyes are so big and white. And he's like, I have to go get changed. And he, he, he I, bro, I can't make this up. He looks over at my coach. Hey, he, he, he looks over at my coach, shakes his hand, walks off the mat and goes and gets changed. All to avoid rolling with me. All right, now we're going to tell the actual tell story. Tell the actual story, bro. That's it. I didn't make anything We did up. partial training. The partial training was whoever's in the middle is on bottom side control. You have to get out of side control. That's your goal as a person on bottom. First score wins. So if the person on top gets mount or gets the back or gets the on belly, they win, and then their reward is going on bottom and side control. It's kind of like a whoever wins stays in the middle situation. Um. I was on my back and side control versus John first. I stiff arm John off of me. I sweep him. Then it's Cade. Then I get Cade off of me and I sweep him. Then once no, again with John. Whoa, no, that's exactly what happened. That's Calm down. not exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. I hit Jake. So Jake tried buggy choking me. He thinks he's Mr. Slick or something. Yes, he thinks he's Mr. Slick or something. Oh, I sorry. Can... Sorry, I just heard some knocking. He thinks Jake thinks he's Mr. Slick or something. You know, he tries buggy choking me. So I'm like, all right. I hit that boy with the nastiest shoulder pressure. He start. He he almost popped. His <laughs> head, bro. Popped. His head almost exploded. And uh, man, what is all that knocking out there, Jake? They can't. I don't think the broadcast can hear the knocking. I think uh, it's just Maddie making food. Man, calm oh, down. Okay, all right, that's cool. Hey, so anyway, I hit Jake. I hit Jake with this nastiest shoulder pressure. He releases the weak buggy choke, and therefore I release the shoulder pressure. I'm like, all right. As soon as I let up on my shoulder, he goes. <gasps> it takes a big gasp for air then i step over into mount i'm in mount for maybe eight to 12 seconds oh my gosh i get i collect my points in mount he's in mount for a single second and then i escape and i sweep him moving on back to john i get john done with the fabrications okay are you done with these made up this whole story has been you fabricating it okay listen here and then the third time, I'm not even trying to rel- I'm not even trying to downplay what K did was good, but I want to say, after three times of escaping side control and sweeping the person, 
Mind you, this whole event happens within like five minutes, six minutes, right? No, it was an eight-minute round. Whatever. It was an eight-minute round. Uh, the fourth time, Cade steps in a mount. I escape. He transitions to back. I escape. Mount. I escape. Back. I finally give up the points, and I'm so dead tired. And then mm-hmm. we do a round. I did my round with somebody. I think it was like Mike Rogatelli or something like that. And then the second round, Andre looks me in the eyes and says, you need to get changed to teach Nogi. So I'm like, all right. Really? And then I look at Kate and I say, hey, I got to get changed to teach Nogi. And then Kate just goes, oh, I see how it is. And then he, he here's the thing about Kate. Kate is a, the kind of guy, you tell him one thing, and all of a sudden, there's a little miniature witch in his head that takes a big spoon and a giant cauldron and just throws a bunch of lies in it and fabricates this. He just starts concocting this big thing that he wants to say on the episode. He's just in there freaking stirring it, and he throws in, like, insult Jake, easiest round in the gym, another Daniel Cormier reference. And let me just mix Shout that up into one big, horrible stew, and then I'm going to spill it out on all the listeners of the Open Guard cast on Sunday. Uh huh. Well, and that's exactly what just happened. It's Monday, by the way. Thank you. It's Sunday. It's Monday. It's Sunday right now, Kate. It's Monday. You when knew this what I was talking drops. about. Well, I don't care. Well, let's act like professionals and know what day the broadcast gets dropped. All right. Oh so, gosh. anyway, oh man, there's gonna come a day when I'm gonna make a video version of this podcast and I'm gonna choke you with my bare hands live on air. I think that's your upstairs neighbor knocking. It down. might be. Listen, dude. You the, see, Kate has the attention span of a squirrel. We're okay. Anyway, on. no, no, we're not moving on because <laughs> I'm not done. So. After Jake gets off the mat, I look over at my coach and I shrug my shoulder and, and I'm furious. Like I look at Andre and I'm furious. I'm like, "Hey, coach, listen. I told you I wanted the easiest round of the gym. I want Jake Watson. I want him second round." And you tell him to go away. He's like, "I didn't tell him to go away. He's running scared. See, look." And as soon as oh I look over, God, as, I can't. I, I can't make this up, Jake. As soon as I look over, he's tucking away into the locker room, shutting the door behind him. He's scared. That's all it is. And that was. <laughs> and you know what? The last time I rolled with Jake. It was that partial training round. I wouldn't be surprised if you never roll with me again, honestly. Okay, I'm going to have somebody take a video of us next time we roll, and I'm Let's actually going to try. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, okay. actually 100% actually try. try. I'm 100%, 100%. going to try. 100%. It's going to be fantastic. Is it going to be fantastic oh, for you great. or for me? I think well, for me. Well, so far, I've been taking pity on you. Have you been? Mm-hmm. I've been taking pity on you because you're old and you're married and you're getting slow. And I'm I getting just slow? Tell, yeah, you're getting slow. Really? A- anyone who How ever come competes. How you didn't have the speed to stop my guard pass last time I was there then? I don't remember that. Oh. Yeah. Does your brain just go blank whenever bad things happen to you? No, because that didn't happen. Oh. You know what happened? You know what I remember vividly? Stepping <laughs> into mount, transitioning <laughs> to your back, and squeezing the piss out of you. That's what I remember. But anyway. This this episode went off the rails. Yeah, um, so so here's what we're going to do. We're going to have I a want you to drop a, I want everybody who listens to this to just pour one out for Cade, because he's probably never going to do jiu-jitsu again. Let me get a rip round. in the chat for Jake. Let There's me no get chat, just one Kate. big this rip in the Twitch chat. Stream. <laughs> anyway, so here's what we're going to do, Jake. Next time we roll, it's going to be a pay-per-view event. All right? What? It's, it's a pay-per-view No, I get what event. pay-per-view is. I'm not asking you how to elaborate what that means. I'm asking you to elaborate we're what gonna you mean We're going to sell it to the people. It. We're going to sell it. No, we don't. What are we? What are we what? We're going to sell it to the people. We're athletes. That's what we are. I'm a two-sport athlete. You're a one-sport athlete. Oh, man. Speaking of one-sport athletes, this guy. So, <laughs> so so last week on the podcast, we were talking about going golfing, right? Guess what we do after the podcast? We go golfing. I take Jake out, and I take his wife out and my girlfriend, and we're all golfing. And it was, it was fun, and we were having a good time. 
you know, Jake is terrible. So I give him my driver every time he steps up to swing. You know, I, I, he, I made it a point to give him my driver because there was another driver in my bag that was not mine. It was a really, really nice, fancy driver. So anyway, after about maybe like 30 minutes of us being down there, what's wrong, Jake? Nothing. I'm not crying. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just sniffling, dude. <laughs> I thought oh. I thought I was. Uh... I didn't even say anything about you crying. No, I know, but I just sniffled, and you're like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> I think I'm not crying. Well, that's what you that's okay. what you made it look like. Just continue uh, with your story. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, so I made it a point because if he was going to break any driver, I wanted it to be mine. You know, not this this specific driver that was, you know, lended to me by a shout out, Mike. You know, the homie. Uh, so anyway, I have this really nice driver in my Maddie's bag dad. and and I didn't want Jake using it. So I would hand him mine and then I go over a bay and I start chopping away at these balls, right? Just sending them maybe 400 yards every swing. So then Jake is up. I see him grab the driver out of my bag and I don't really think anything of it. I really didn't. And then maybe after two swings, he's just like, Oh, <gasps> I look over and he's holding a shaft with no club on it. It's just the driver shaft. The club had gone sailing about 50 yards down the driving range. And yeah, it, it, he broke it. He broke someone else's who it wasn't even mine. It was just in my bag because I was borrowing it. And I was, I swung it twice. I hit two balls with it and Jake broke this driver. That was $800. So usually Cade <laughs> tells yeah. a lot of lies in those stories. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am so sad to say that that is 100% true. Every detail of that story from him swinging it and hitting it 400 yards to me being horrible to the driver being $800, everything is true. And that is very – I feel super bad about it. And it was even more awkward. It's like I got to be like around Mike in the gym, you know? You told him, right? Oh, uh, no, I didn't tell him it was you. Oh, my gosh. Why not? So you're going to tell him on the pod? He's going to uh, listen to us and find out. All right. Well, I'll tell him today. No. Yeah, you should. The, the importance wasn't that of of who broke it. It was that it got broken. You know okay, what I mean? So, okay, okay. I was just making sure I'm not going to, like, like I'm getting exposed live on air now. I mean, you kind of are. I didn't. But, yeah, like, he's going to be mad at me. And I took the blame. I, I, I tried. He didn't. I mean, dude, listen. Was Mike, he upset? No, nah, Mike's a cool dude. Listen, Mike okay, is cool. smooth, bro. Mike does not. You know okay, what I mean? Cool. We like Mike. All right, cool. Um, yeah. Shout out, Mike. Shout out, Mike. Yeah, so, so that story is 100% true. This is the bottom line. Okay. Let's move on to an you know actual hey, jujitsu related you, topic. Hey, you want to know something hilarious too? Actually, What's I up? think Mike got a shout out on the podcast last week. Oh, did he? I'm almost positive <laughs> he got. Broke his, <laughs> yeah. and then we broke his driver. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Well, <clears throat> so we have a topic. Uh, this is literally the only topic we decided to go over. That was sort of, I mean, the theme of the episode, I guess, is. Time, or sorry, the uh, dream matchups. Like, if we had any dream matchups, what would we like to? And I just picked two because I didn't want it to be too like over the top or long. But two dream matchups, Cade. Cade chose, and I'm gonna ask. I'll ask Cade. How about this? We'll do like a like interview style. Okay. And then I'll hand you the paper in a sec. Okay. Cade, your first matchup. You said uh, Ronaldo Jacare Souza versus Izaki Bayens. Yes, that's that... a pretty cool dream matchup. Explain. Um. So last week we were talking about Izaki after – sorry, I, I turned that on with my foot. Um, we are talking about Izaki with, you know, how he's got that dog in him. 
And yes. and I was just thinking, like, well, yeah, he does, bro. He's a dog. So I was just thinking, who else is a dog like that from from the past? We don't want few matchups that have happened or could possibly happen. You know, Jacare's forty eight years old and retired and weighs two hundred and forty pounds. No, he's he's not. Like, he's only like. Oh my gosh! Like, I'm pretty I, sure he's a fantastic. I'm pretty sure he could probably go win an IBJJF tournament right now. Yeah, he probably could. Um, but anyway, yeah. So. I was thinking, like, man, who from the past really has that dog in him the same way yeah. Izaki does? Izaki, okay, well, let, let me tell you. You mean Jacare from the past has that dog in him? Yeah, no, no. Who has the dog in him the way Izaki does? Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's Jacare. He's okay. So, it's incredible. L- let me uh, let me tell you why he's got that dog in him. I couldn't tell you the year because I wasn't even alive, but I've seen the video a hundred times and I've heard my coach talk about it all the time. The arm break. Yes, the the famous arm break. Yeah, it's crazy. Jacare was fighting Hajar Gracie in the open class final. I think it was the first open that he'd ever won. I think so, yeah. So arm breaks. Oh my god. Yeah, Jacare's up on points. Hajar catches him in an armbar and he's dead to rights. The match is over. Yeah. You you know, he's one tap away from the match being over. Yeah, his arm literally is so far hyperextended. Somehow he bites down on his teeth, does a, a crazy backflip, gets his arm out, and you can see that he looked like TJ Dillashaw fighting the other week when he fought Aljo. His arm was done. Like, he couldn't even lift it. Mm-hmm. And for the next two minutes of the match, there's still time on the board. For the next, like, two minutes, he, all he's doing is circling around, running away from yeah, Hodger. Back before there was a rule against that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, dude, you, you're you telling me you're going to let your arm break in mm-hmm. in the final. And still fight for more than um, more than ten seconds. Like that is just insane. Yeah. So yeah, I would want. That's my dream matchup right there. Is stylistically, I mean, it, it's sort of like an old school versus new school. But stylistically, I think that uh, Jacare has has always displayed super explosive judo too. I wonder how that would apply. And I think Jacare is also a lot taller, than bro. They, they both got dynamite. You know what I mean? They're yeah, they're I just it, so, so basically on the on the pure premise of. They both got that dog in them. They both got that dog in them. Bro, they're both exciting fighters. Okay, I like so, that. So that, that's the I, – I, I could care less about styles or, or anything like that. I just want to see these guys try to go out there and kill each other. And okay. I think, I think if you m- maybe pump them with some adrenaline or give them some of that Russian juice, that would be one of the greatest matches of all time. <laughs> okay, well, moving on then. It's going to be hard to follow that moving one. Moving on. All right. Marigali yeah. versus – or Nicholas Matagali versus Hodger Gracie. All now, right. you said just now – No, no, no. I'll say it. One I, sec. I you said just now it. that you don't care about styles, but it seems like this is a pretty stylistic dream matchup. Okay. I didn't care about styles for the last match. Hodger Gracie, six foot four, six foot five versus the six two Marigali. Uh-huh. And Marigali both of them scared. ultra heavy. Marigali got that dog in him, bro. Let me tell you. Well, I, mean, no, Hodger, I think Hodger was super super heavy. I don't know. I think he did both, but I mean I wouldn't be surprised. He won the absolute too. So yeah. Really yeah. I mean uh, Hodger, one of the most decorated guys of all time. In ADCC twenty I think it was two thousand five, two thousand seven? I remember, whenever he won double gold. That was at the pyramid. That was the ADCC files were at the yeah. The ADCC finals were at the pyramid. Yeah, you told crazy. me about that a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, at my wedding, I told you about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a month ago. <laughs> That's just shows. Anyway. Much... Anyway, yeah. Uh, but your thoughts on that matchup? Um, all right. So controversial take here. And we're going to start doing a whole segment on controversial takes. Try to get us. Cade's hot takes. Yeah, yeah, So exactly. that if anybody's going to get shot in the street. It is Jake. No, so it's not going to be So this is a specific call out to my coach. Andre, <laughs> if you're listening, 
you know I'm right about this. There is no arguing it. You can't. It's just a silly argument. This is a bad idea. Nicholas Marigali would work Hosher Gracie. Work him. I mean, it probably wouldn't even take six minutes for him to get some sort of, I don't know, loop choke, omoplata. No, this is not satire. This is satire. And let me explain to you why. Until, I'm going to tell you that I strongly disagree with that. Okay, I have, I have that's evidence. Fine. I have evidence to show you how. Do you, uh, what's I the evidence? A, the Hosher evidence Gracie is... versus Bouchesha? Oh, yeah. That's your evidence? That's my evidence. Oh, well, one single match? Two single matches. What do you mean? They fought. Times? They went to a draw. Under the fight to win rule set, they went to a draw. And then uh, in the IBJJF rule set, Hodger Gracie took his back and choked okay. him. Okay. Simple. Okay. Okay. Pulled guard and simple choked him. Okay. And then what? Well, oh, but here's my evidence. Well, when I can finish Marcus my Boucher point. versus Nicholas Marigali. What happened there? When I can finish my point, I would love to. Okay. I would love for you to as well. But I'm just saying okay. Marcus Boucher versus Marigali went a certain way. And Marcus Boucher versus Hodger went, went a certain, certain way, way. When Marigali was a heavyweight. He was he was not even close to peaked, and he still doesn't peak yet. Believe it or not, Marigali's got that dog in him. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, this is a hot. This is a very hot. This take. is not a hot take at it's all. When, take. Once I explain my position, you will be like, okay, I agree with you. Okay, so get ready to put your agreeable hat on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, Hodger Gracie versus Marigali. Ah oh, man. Okay, so are you nervous now? No, 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 no. I, I'm just I can already hear Andre in my in my ear. Oh, you're wrong. This reason, that reason. No, Andre, I'm not wrong. I'm right. So fights win. Take that out of the equation. Whatever. Take the single match that he had against Boucher. Not a tournament. Not two divisions. The Open and his division. Just one single match. Okay. Yeah, my boy was on fire. The last time he competed though was. Probably what ten years ago? No, what? longer. No. Oh, take both those matches out of the equation. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, probably 10. for for like, for like worlds, <clears throat> the only tournament anyone cares about. Worlds. When was the last time that he competed at worlds or won? I'm unsure. Probably 2009, 2010, maybe. I don't know, maybe 2010. Because I think Boucher started winning in 2012. Yeah. Okay, so maybe. let's just call it 2010. Jake, has the sport evolved at all since 2010? Yeah. Yeah, Would sure. you say a little bit or a lot? Uh, Would you say it's made leaps and bounds? I would say the metagame has evolved. I don't know what the metagame means, but how much it means has it like evolved? the 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 moves that people use regularly. Uh huh. Okay. Has changed in a more advanced way. Okay. I would so agree. I would say um, the easy answer is it's changed a lot. Okay. The so the easy answer is moderately to like. It has changed moderately to severely, like in that range. Okay. So Not you... all, I don't think that you need to, like if you had good sweep defense back in uh, the days of Hodger for the same motion that initiates the burn bolo, then you're going to have still a sort of a good ability to defend the burn bolo. Right. But you're just behind. That's it. You're you behind. Might be behind. Yeah. yeah you you don't, behind you don't have the same tools in your belt that all these new guys do. <gasps> and let me use an Making example. Making the assumption this. that. H- okay. Hudson Mateus. Jake's mortal enemy. Hudson Mateus oh Hudson Mateus should have ripped Jake's arm off, but he was showing him mercy because he knew that in three years he was going to get married. He's just mad that I had a good match against his his favorite fighter. Yeah, so Hudson, yeah. So anyway, Hudson, I would compare him to a lot of the old school guys. He was okay. he had he was very, very good at the basics, and he was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong? Oh, right. I mean, I fought okay. him, dude. So I don't think that Hudson would be able to take that 
tool belt to Worlds and win. Just because his game is very simple, it's very basic, and people understand how to defend it. So if you get someone who's been defending the same same moves for as long as Hudson's been practicing them and applying them in tournament, I think he's going to have a hard time. And if you take someone who's been doing the same moves and then some, he's going to have an even harder time. So anyway, my point with this is Haja Gracie probably hasn't even seen some of the techniques that Marigali's busting out. And at the time, at 2010, if you take 2010 Hodger and 2022 Marigali, I can assure you he had not seen most of the stuff Marigali is going to be thrown at him. He hasn't. Maybe not most because, yeah, collar and sleeve, you know, is still collar and sleeve. It's still the same thing. We're also but it's just different variations. And the also, variations have, have gone and progressed so much. You're assuming that he hasn't, like, studied the game, though, right? And obviously this is a hypothetical, but, like, well, are we going to assume that, like, just because he's not competing, he's just like, I don't even watch or study or teach or learn jiu-jitsu anymore? No, I'm, uh, the, the dream matchups is the year that, let's take Hodger. Oh, so we're not talking about now. We're talking yeah. about in their prime. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You should have prefaced this whole argument with in their prime. Oh. Did this whole <laughs> argument, I literally thought you meant today. No. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Kate, for, dude. Well, of course, Marigali today is going to beat Hodger back then. Of course, I would say that. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I close my case. Yeah. All right, Jake. Now your dream matchups. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go look at the I write, I write down see. the list. Jake's handwriting is terrible. All right, this okay. It's better than yours, I, we, dude. What? We'll go. We'll go with this one first because I actually want to hear your take on this because this is a great matchup. Marcelo Garcia versus Mika Gavo. I think uh, Mika Gavo is uh incredibly dangerous but i think that marcelo garcia and like <clears throat> they're close to the same weight class i believe yes marcelo used to fight at, yeah i think it's 77 right he did 77 at adcc and he also was a middleweight okay, i cool. think that's where all that's of both of them i think that's where i think most of his world titles come from marcelo is uh i think it's just such a cool matchup i think marcelo in his prime was just so incredible and so it was like otherworldly the way that he would move his body and attack things, and he was just so aggressive. I think that um, he also had just such a solid experiential understanding of fundamentals that aided his like crazy repertoire of like guillotine chokes, back attacks. He had a great knowledge of defending leg locks, uh, and I think even employing them too. But he was just he was just. I mean, he's the no. A lot of people refer to him as the no gi greatest of all time. Who would you say, Marcelo or Gordon? I think Marcelo has definitely got a bigger uh, case for greatest of all time, in my opinion. Um, I think that so does Hodger for greatest of all time in no gi because I mean, shoot, dude, or the greatest ADCC champ of all time. I mean, no one has blew through a bracket like Hodger did. You know what I mean? Submitting everybody, Gi and Nogi. Wait, hold on. Because Se- Gordon, Gordon didn't do double gold with all submissions. And he didn't even do all submissions this ADCC. Right, but you saw what happened this ADCC, saw right? What happened, but Were I you commentating? Saw... Yeah. Did you see all of his matches? I did. I commentated 13 seconds of one. It was fantastic. I'm not taking it away. I'm just saying I don't think he... I think if he does that again, then yes. Oh, so he has to do it one more time Dude, to make done. Jake okay, so to th- get the Jake Watson to get the Jake approval. Watson approval. <laughs> no, okay, so 
I mean, you heard it here, Gordon. 20... One more time. Yeah, you got to go like double gold. Anyway, um, <laughs> you got to go double gold, and then Jake will give you his stamp of approval. Here's the One thing. more time. Here's the thing. Andre Galvão won double gold, and then he won like four super fights in a row. So that's pretty incredible. Did he win double gold or just did... You have to... Well, no, he won double gold. I thought he just won the absolute. No, I'm pretty sure he won double gold. Because you have to win the absolute to get... You have to win the absolute to get the super fight invite. Right. I'm pretty sure he won double gold that year. Okay. Because Cyborg also won double gold one year, and that's why he fought Andre Galvão and got worked by Andre Galvão. Yes. <clears throat> the ADCC rules that's so good for him. And then Marcelo Garcia's... I mean, his no-gi accolades are absolutely impressive as well. Yeah. Miki Galvão is... She, he grapples like he's super-duper experienced, which is awesome. I think he's got a, such a bright future. He's such a good kid. Um, I like that I like that matchup. I don't know who would win, but I think that it would come down to like somebody getting caught. You know what I mean? You know what I think about both of those guys is they're both super, super sticky. Oh, yeah. Like, the way that Mika can stick to an armbar mm-hmm. is unbelievable. He'll jump on your back, jump over your back, yeah. catch your arm, and just stick to like. Yeah, somehow he just like rolls over you and your arm is caught. He got that core strength, bro. That's he got what that dog is. in him. Yeah, I mean, he got that monkey in him. Certified Mika Galvo has that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Um, <clears throat> so, next one. All right. Yeah, next one for you, Jake Boy. Tynan Dalpra versus, rest in peace, Leandro Lowe. This is obviously a dream matchup that, you know, won't happen, but... um. But the reason why I chose it, I was thinking, because Cade was like, hey, come up with your dream matchups while I go do something in the kitchen. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, it would be so cool to see that matchup. Because we've seen Leandro go against people he's, like, way smaller than. We've seen him go against people who he's uh, older than by a considerable margin, such as Azaki. And it just seems like he always has the ability to turn a fight in his favor. And it doesn't matter how, you know, that person looks like they're supposed to win. Like, Azaki was blown through everybody at a... Medium heavy. Izaki beat up Gustavo Batista that day. And then you're like, man, Gustavo Batista, like that guy never gets beat up. And then Izaki's out there working him. Okay, you can I throw one prediction on why I think that happened though? Why? I'm pretty sure those two guys are friends. I don't know. I think Izaki's just always had Gustavo's number. Uh, okay, but I think they're friends. I'm pretty sure like they hang out and stuff. Cuz mm. I I remember seeing a video of them fighting in a hallway at a hotel. So I'm pretty sure they're homies. If you're rolling with your homie, and I've seen pictures of him in Dream Art, I'm almost positive. I could be completely wrong though. Tell me. Yeah, if... let's not quote you on that because I know that Gustavo Batista's friends with Hebmar, and Hebmar was good friends with Leandro. Okay, so well, you Gustavo... might be mixing up. No, no, no. Gust- Gustavo Batista used to be NS Brotherhood. Yes. Yes. So yeah. he knows Leandro. Of course. Personally. Of course. So anyway, uh, I think the reason that fight might have gone that way is because when you fight your friends and guys that you know, yeah. Who, you know their game already. You've already. I think that's why it was more of a blowout than if they've never trained together. That's true. That's true. Because it would have been a lot closer. But Zaki I think knows the weaknesses and stuff like that. I, and Gustavo does too. So I think the rounds are just more. It more happens, whether it's one way or the other. Whether Gustavo's taking the round or Izaki is, I think just more happens because they know their games a little better and yeah. You know, and you know what? It could be that they never train together, and just stylistically, Izaki's just explosive. Hey, that's, and yeah, that's really very not. possible. That, Gustavo's not explosive like that. He doesn't grapple like that. No. He grapples really slow and measured and and tactful, yeah. whereas Izaki measures everything and then explodes into it. Um, but I, I think Leandro, like, do you see how he, he's like, Leandro's explosive, but not Izaki explosive, and he's tactful, but not Gustavo tactful. 
And then he just beats Suzaki like that. He beats Suzaki yeah. like four to nothing. And you're like, how did this, how did this, this essentially old man just win this world championship? It makes no sense. <laughs> but he's out there and he's doing it. And I think that Tynan has shown that he's able to beat pretty much everybody that he's fought. And guy, mind, mind you, he hasn't fought like Otavia Souza or, you know, he's fought like a lot of Ronaldo and he's fought Izaki and beat Izaki and he fought Tommy Langacker and beat Tommy Langacker twice now. But I think that Izaki no, I played think that 50-50 game with him. No. No. No, he didn't beat Izaki twice. He beat Izaki once. No, no, not Izaki. Tommy. Yeah, he beat uh, that's what I said. Oh, uh, you said Izaki. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay, but he beat uh he beat Tommy twice. First time not as close, second time or sorry. First time he Tommy had an opportunity to take the back and squandered it and then the second and then time got smitted. Yeah, they got submitted. But uh and like Tynan obviously is in- incredible. So But I think that like, man, Tynan Tynan I would love to see Tynan get tested against like some real established champions. Like him versus Gustavo Batista would be an incredible match to watch because it's like, man, like that's 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 the upper echelon of competition. Or like him versus Hulk. Can you imagine Tynan Dalber versus Lucas Barbosa? That'd be a great match. It would be. But here's the only so which this is pretty funny because this is current world champion versus current world champion in the perfect world, you know, in our hypothetical world. Lounger Lowe, obviously RIP, but he's still the current world champ. Yeah, no. You're like so somebody has to deep. So but what long year, live the king. What year of Leandro Lowe are you taking into this matchup? Versus, Doesn't matter. No, That's a thing. No no no, but I, I want to know what year would uh, you take? Would the you year take the year where he year? was I would take the year where he was blowing through all the double grand slams. Like he was going to get the double grand slam. And then that Nicholas Mergali style. Yeah. Well, uh, he had was... a. He, you know what, dude? Andre and I. My was that 2017? Andre, I think so. We yeah. talked about that. And he was like, you know, that wasn't like. That wasn't uh, a good performance by Lowe. You could tell he was fighting off that day. Like, Worlds, he was fighting off. It just wasn't his day. Yeah. And, like, he, it was his day at Brazilian Nationals when he picks up Herbert Santos, who at the time was also a beast like obviously now it's a little different which kind of sucks because i really like the way he fought i thought he was like a super super exciting fighter yeah he was like when he won worlds i think he won worlds in 2017 that same year That's he beat bernardo faria heavy. yeah he beat bernardo faria that, that was a crazy match that was a crazy match yeah. and he looked great yeah um, and then he, you know he had some issues yeah, some, at, some yeah. mental issues but you know what i definitely gotta be praying for that guy because is that he just, still a dog i think he just has like a he's in a rough part of the world man and i I don't know. I, I would like to. I would like to know more about the stuff that he's dealing with, even if it is stuff that like is a little hard on the ears. But I'd at least like to be able to help people like that. But yeah, yeah I think that it doesn't matter what year of Leandro, really, because I mean, twenty twenty two worlds, he still looked incredible. Yeah, he's still won. He's timeless. He's he's aging like a fine wine. But twenty seventeen, I think, was when he was really, really special. When he was yeah. the guy, he was the guy in jiu jitsu. Yeah, I agree. And that was when I dude. That was when I was so inspired. I was like, man, that that year I got. Um, that was the year that I got third at Worlds at yeah. Purple Ball. Yeah. And uh, and I was doing all the Leandro stuff. I was just getting under the leg and doing all that. Dude, our game was so shaped after he Leandro. It really was. We loved like, Leandro. E- everything we did was... Andre loved him, too. Leandro. Leandro yeah. I, mean, I remember I went man. to Leandro Lowe's seminar, and Andre had to translate it into English. And then <sighs> every move he was doing, I was like... It was almost not even a Leandro Lowe seminar. Because I was just learning, Andre was just teaching me too. Because Andre was my drilling partner, and he was the translator. So I was like, "Oh, this is all stuff Andre does." Man, but yeah, those are my two matchups. And uh, okay, but what you what you were saying earlier about Tynan is interesting about how he hasn't really been 
ne- not necessarily tested, but he hasn't fought the best. Of He's the best been tests. tested, but it, there's still bigger tests he needs to take. Let let me explain why I think that hasn't happened, and I don't think that anyone should hold their breath on seeing superstar matchups against Tynan Dalbra. Motherfuckers are scared, Jake. They are scared of <laughs> you him. You shouldn't bro. curse on the air. I'm sorry for cursing live on the air, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I but gotta they, bleep that out. I, nah, I can't bleep it out. I mean, don't, I don't have the. Don't, I don't have an editor. I don't have a Jamie. Don't don't bleep it out, bro. Oh, I want I want you to keep that in because that's how serious I am. I'm texting Danny. <laughs> that's how serious I am about. What this, do I do Jake. about Cade? Enough. People, Jake, are terrified to fight Tyne and Dalbro, and it is very clear. The middleweight bracket was so thinned out this year because they knew no one wants to fight Tynan. Nobody does. I don't know why. That'd be a great opportunity. It'd be a great I'd fight o- him. Would you? Yeah. What do I have to lose, dude? Ladies and gentlemen. Me? Oh, my you gosh. Heard I'm not calling Tynan Dalbro. No, Jake but I would. Watson like let's say, let's say, has let's called say he out needed a match. And I, okay. He needs a match. Okay. I'm going to get paid to have a great experience, and I have the chance to beat Who Tynan Who says it's going to be a great experience? Who cares? I've been beat up before. It was the first time. Have you seen me at American Nationals in 2021? I got beat 20-0. to zero. Yeah, that wasn't a good Come day on, man. You. Shout out to Bruno Matias. He's actually a cool dude. Yeah, shout out Bruno. Um, so anyway, yeah, Jake, people are scared of, of fighting Tynan. They don't want to get – they, they see what he's doing to everybody. It's not like there was a match where you're like, oh, man, Tynan almost lost. He did, I don't. I can't na- name one. Yeah, no, well, I mean, there were some scary moments for sure. I, I'm Tommy Langacker. He uh, almost got his back taken. Izaki oh. Bayens. It was a very close match. You know, and then Mika Galvao. Hey, Mika Galvao. Honestly, kind of, in my opinion, kind of worked Tynan. He did beat him that match. Oh, he beat him. He beat him good. Yeah, he he, he beat, beat him soundly. Him, he match. beat him. Yeah, considerably. Like, I don't think anybody. But, but I don't Tynan think anybody, was off that day. Maybe making excuses. But here's for, the thing. But I guess I'm a thing. Tynan apologist. I Maybe guess. Maybe you're a Tynan apologist. But here's <laughs> the thing. Like Tynan is the kind of incredible grappler, and this is a very big compliment towards Tynan. That it doesn't matter if he's having a bad day. You can't tell because he could be like, "Oh man, my freaking dog just died," and he's still out there racking up 25 points on some of the best guys in the world. Yeah, I think that his game is consistent enough for that. Um, but I'm just saying, I just think that, I think that, and I'm not even like, this isn't even a slight. I just think that Tynan Dalbra, uh, I would love to see him, ver- like, I would really love to see him again, go in the open. Like, man, go in the open. Yeah. If he I goes agree. in the open and wins double gold at Worlds, I have nothing else to say other than that guy. That guy is going to be one of the greatest ever, 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 ever. I don't think it's out of question that he wins uh, double gold at, at a major I don't. At, th- at yeah, Am's, a super major, maybe, maybe harder. Like how? Wor- Worlds, I think, is a super major. Okay. Brazilian nationals, I Brazilian nationals, Pan Ams, and Europeans, I think, are majors, and then Worlds is the super major. So the only place I see him possibly having trouble is with a guy with great top pressure and great passing, because we haven't seen his guard tested against someone a lot bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Maybe like an ultra heavy. His guard is very efficient. I think he just wants to be on top. So he just gets a quick sweep and he gets on top. I agree. But we haven't seen anyone really start to get their, their pressure going on Tynan mm. and anyone heavier either. So mm. I think that's the only possibility that he has of losing in an absolute is if he goes with someone who's got, mm. you know, and, and weight aside, you know, I could see Tynan working ultra heavies. Yeah. But if someone can just it's their day and they get their game going on top and they just start putting some pressure on him. Maybe, but unless that happens, Jake, I don't see him losing. I'd love to see some, uh, 
I'd love to see some Nogi out of him too. But anyway, we got to wrap this episode up. I'm running out of time. Uh, Cade, do you want? I mean, we have we have about five more minutes. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Okay. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Open Guard, guys. It's got a little dicey, little spicy, little little uh, hot topics, little and controversial takes, a little little bit of Cade running, running, running with it. Running what? Running your the mouth. The only thing that brother. was running was you Cursing on Thursday. Cursing live on air. I, cur- I texted Danny just now. I said, Cade cursed. What do I do? LOL. What did he say? The F word. The F word. I just had to get my point across. I had to get my point across. Okay. Danny is my chaperone for this yeah. podcast. Is he? Is he oh, your, heck yeah. your guardian for this? He's my guardian. He's my open guardian cast. Shout oh out to gosh, the Open Guardian cast. I can't believe I said that live. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, follow us at Open Guardcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Jake the Disciple. Uh, any news and stuff going on in the jiu-jitsu community. We'll keep you updated next week, see if Jake actually rolls with me this week. I'm so, going to roll with him this week. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. How I'm going to see if I can find a way. How many rounds? I don't know, dude. How many many we do? Yeah. Gosh, you know, I, I went with you three rounds in a row. I'm committing to 15 turn. rounds. Dude, that's crazy. That's three rounds every day, and I don't even want to roll every day. Okay. That's okay. fine. Because I am old. I'm getting, I'm getting older. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been episode 124 of the Open Guard cast. Bye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not saying bye yet. Danny, the, the bubbles came up. We're going to end on whatever Danny says. You can edit it out if you want. Nope. <laughs>